Today I'm in Kenya, Africa, uh, seeing the enormous abundance of species of life. And many of the people are so poor, but they're so beyond wealthy and an abundance of sky and relationships and harmony and all of those beautiful things. And what stands out to me more than anything else is how everything here is so intimately connected. You know, in the West, it's almost that we view humans as, as a separate species, like we're not even from our own planet. But here, the animals all interact with one another. Even animals that eat one another have a certain respect for each other. The indigenous peoples respect the animals and, and, and live off the land in harmony as one of, of nature's uh, creations. And I think that's what we try and do in our dojo that makes our dojo truly unique is we have an integrated approach to martial arts. That our martial arts is not a separate thing. It's not different than the way that we treat other people. It's not different than our bank account. It's not different than the goals that we set. It's not different than our health. All of those things are interacting with one another. So before I left on this amazing journey, I did record episode 15, the five ways plus a special bonus on the deepest aspect of meditation. This is 15 episode Ohio Martial Arts Mind Power. Hi, I'm Joe Hertzellers, and I hope you enjoy. Let's go through the five ways to become a great martial artist. Logan, the first one is... Patience, sir. Patience. It means it takes time to get good at martial arts. Now, the, the part about patience that most people don't really get is that patience is actually the fastest way for you to improve. And patience, just like charity begins at home, patience begins at home. I remember Tony Robbins years ago telling a story when he was doing some coaching for some Olympic athletes. And he had an athlete that was doing a, a high jump. And the guy would run up and hit the pole. And every time he hit the pole, he hit himself in the head. And I remember Tony Robbins saying, you wouldn't work for somebody that hits themselves, hits you in the head. You wouldn't work for somebody that calls you stupid. You wouldn't have a friend that punches you and calls you stupid and says you're an idiot. Why do you do that to yourself? Don't do that, right? What you say to yourself has real, real value. Encourage yourself, just like a good teacher. You really are your own student in many ways as you continue this practice. The other thing about patience is, and this is probably the most important thing, patience automatically unlocks itself when you learn to like what you're doing. When you enjoy what you're doing, when you practice what you're doing. It's, it's, it's almost, for lack of a better word, a disease in the martial arts world or in the martial arts field, that this internal practice, this practice of reaching inside of ourselves and making us better people from the inside out has somehow kind of changed into sort of an external goal achievement program, right? And that's not a good thing. See, the reason that people stay with martial arts for many, 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 many years is not because it takes many, 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 many years to get good at martial arts. Oh, yes, it's true. The years know what the months and weeks don't. I get all of that, right? But it's not that it takes that long to get great in martial arts. Some of the greatest martial artists that revolutionized the entire world in, in, in the field really were relatively young in their practice when they did it. 
the reason that people stay with martial arts is because they enjoy it and they're benefiting from it on an ongoing basis. Does that make sense? So when you unlock the fun part, when it's enjoyable to you, when you know that your life is getting better, patience is an automatic thing. Second way, Miss Susie, to become a great martial artist. Perseverance. Perseverance. Everyone, say perseverance. Perseverance. And that means we're going to have ups and we're going to have downs. The pendulum swings to the left and it swings back to the right. And you just have to know that that's a part of what you do. But like anything, as you go through those ups and downs, I remember someone said once, and I thought it was brilliant, you feel like your martial arts sometimes is moving in a circle. And it is. But it's like the stairs on the inside of a lighthouse. You might visit things again and again and again, but when you visit something a month from now, you'll be at a different level and you'll hear different things. Let's say six months from now, you're reintroduced to this sweep that we did tonight. Many of you that are in this room, you see that sweep six months from now, your understanding of it is going to be so much different than what it was before. Make sense? All right. Third way, Gary, to become a great martial artist. Practice hard, sir. Practice hard. Everybody say that. Practice hard. Practice hard, sir. And that means we have to push ourselves in everything that we do. We have to, to really work hard. Hard work really, in a lot of ways, establishes the culture. We want to develop relationships with one another, but those relationships are not based on the same football team. They're not based on having gone to maybe the same graduate school or high school or even working in the same place. They're really based on having sweat on each other and gone through hardships with each other and trained with each other because we know we're kind of putting ourselves in each other's hands and the camaraderie that that generates is something really, really powerful. And then Joan, the fourth way to become a great martial artist. Practice exactly the way you want to perform. Everybody say that. Practice exactly the way you want to perform, sir. And that means we have to also focus on the details. We have to look at the things that we're doing and make sure that we're doing them right. So one of the examples I like to use is many of you have seen, they've done a remake or two since then, but they're really the original Karate Kid. The basic principles of that movie, even though by today's standards it's probably corny, but the basic principles of that movie were absolutely brilliant. They were spot on. That whole movie was about, it's not about a belt. A belt's to hold up your pants. It's about internal development. It's about learning to be a better human being. It's about carrying on a tradition. I love all those things. But there was one flaw, one flaw in that movie. And I'm just going to mention the one flaw to you. The premise of the movie was you would have a martial arts master that would come to the student and show the student these movements and not explain the purpose of the movement. Like if you move your hand up and down to, to practice painting a fence, for example, that's a, a block, and if you do that enough times, you're gonna eventually be able to fight. Or you can wax on and wax off, and eventually you're going to be able to block. And from my 40 years of martial arts experience, I can tell you that that's not true. You cannot learn something without knowing what it's for and then put it to work. That's the reason that people that meditate, but they don't really understand the law of momentum or law of attraction, I'm not sure that meditation is giving them great benefit. When people practice movements in some of the ancient arts and they don't know the bunkai, they don't know the interpretation of the movement, then it makes it very, very, very difficult for them to translate that movement into the real world. In the old days of karate, now this was probably in large part because of the poor interpretation of 
karate practitioners here in the West. But in the old days of karate, you kind of had like two camps. Like you'd had the kata, and people would be working on their kata, working on their kata, working on the kata, working on the kata. And then it was almost like, okay, that's over. Now we can spar. Thank goodness. Right? But the reality is, is those two things should be merged. Kata shouldn't look different than sparring, and sparring shouldn't look different than kata. And grappling shouldn't look different than your jiu-jitsu drills. They should all be one and the same and merged together in many ways. Does that make sense? Now, I will tell you this, and I'm just going to give you a little trivia, you know, kind of like that history professor that you might have had in high school when you wanted to have kind of a slough day. You might ask one of these questions. But I think I know where that came from, mostly in, in many of the martial arts. Over the centuries, many of the martial arts were held in secret because there was not a free system of government in these nations. A lot of these nations were under totalitarian rule. I know in the island of Okinawa, if you practice karate, there was a death sentence back in the day. Make sense? So it would be very natural for me as Doug's teacher to be a little concerned about somebody finding out we're studying karate. And Doug and I might come up with a collective story. We might take the sickle that we use to harvest rice and we might practice movements with it. And then if somebody questioned us, he said, no, no, Doug and I, we were practicing harvesting our rice. But that doesn't mean in this generation that you have to tell people that they're waxing a car or painting a fitz or harvesting rice. Make sense? So the point is, is this, practice the way you want to perform. Work on the details. Become a student of the art. And then finally, the fifth way to become a great martial artist, Miss Kay. Meditation. Everybody say meditation. Meditation, sir. I've already talked about meditation, so I won't go into too much detail. But learn to discipline your mind because the story works like this. You have a thought. And oftentimes our thoughts are very, very small, just like the thoughts that I was having that one day in Chicago all those years ago. But they're very, very, very small. And those thoughts will lead to an emotion. Now, you can always tell whether that thought is supporting you or whether that thought is injuring you. Why? Because the emotion will match the thought. If the emotion feels genuinely good, if it's an emotion of appreciation or an emotion of, of, of courage or an emotion of, of, of feeling happy or joyous, then you can be assured that whatever generated that emotion within you was a thought that you thought just a little bit earlier that generated that emotion. But if you feel a little sense of dread, a little sense of annoyance, a little sense kind of like when you're on a picnic and there's a fly and it keeps coming. You have that little thought. You can guarantee that that little thought is moving you in a direction away from your goals. Now, because of law of momentum, if you maintain that little thought, it will grow and it will grow and it will grow. And pretty soon it'll be a strong emotion. And if the emotion gets strong enough, the emotion will convert itself into a decision. And it's at that point that the metaphysical, the, the, the spiritual, the ethers, whatever you want to call it, that started with this bursts from the ephemeral into the world of flesh. And it may take the form of you quitting your job. It may take the form of you saying something to someone that you didn't really mean. It may take the form of you spending money that you didn't really have. It may take the form of you committing an act of violence. And then 
you'll spend the next six months to a year or more trying to figure out how to fix that, that problem that you generate. Does that make sense? So rather than spending that six months to a year, if you learn to meditate, you'll be sensitive enough to your emotions that the moment something's off, you'll fix it here where it's free, where it's easy, where it's cheap. And when you do all of that, all of a sudden, all the things that you've been doing that hold you away from your goals will start to go away. So learn to meditate. If the information in this podcast spoke to you, you'd like to get some more information, you can check out my book, Break the Chain, Volume 1, available on Amazon. Also, you can get the link to the book in the show notes, as well as ohiomartialarts.com slash break the chain.